world, this is Colby of Oz on KTWHLP 99.5 FM into Harbors, Minnesota and streaming online at KTWH.org. Welcome to Energetic Talk, brought to you by a partnership of Clean Energy Resource Teams and Two Harbors Community Radio. I'm excited to bring you conversations about clean energy and get your questions answered by our guests from near and far. This month we are focusing on energy-efficient buildings Today's topic brings our conversation to cold climate air source heat pumps. Enjoy a little music by Pig's Eye Landing while I get Mitch on the line. I am pleased to welcome our guest, Mitch Minardi. Mitch Minardi is the vice president of Brent's Heating and Cooling based out of the Twin Ports area. He has also recently, in 2020, added a Minnesota ductless solutions department that focuses specifically on Mitsubishi ductless mini splits for heating and cooling. Well, Mitch, welcome to the show. I'd love to have you start by telling us a little bit about what kind of brought you into the HVAC space. And Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. Back in 2015 is when we actually purchased the original company. Uh, it was called Brent's Heating and Cooling, primarily residential HVAC heating and cooling. And with that, you know, we saw quite an opportunity, um, not only in, in what the company currently could, could do, but also what could happen 5, 10 years, 20 years down the road. So for the last six years, kind of just been going strong, almost blinders on, just head to the ground working away, trying to see what we can make of the company, of course, and, and also really what our best niche might be, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, you know, not only the residential furnaces, boilers, I mean, that's something that, that we, we will always do and we always work on, but this mini-split, uh, the air source heat pump, the reason you and I are talking, of course, right. um, that has... That has really, really taken off with me in the last five years, um, and I've made a lot of kind of changes to to help focus on that and become better and better at this, you know, specific product. So I'm curious how the technology works. So I understand that heat pumps are basically the same kind of thing we might most familiar be with in fridges or air conditioners. Um, but, like, what is a heat pump? Usually we just call it a fridge or an air conditioner. Sure. Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, in the simplest terms, uh, a heat pump uses electricity and refrigerant to move heat from one location to the other. Okay? And believe it or not, you know, heat, which which kind of equates to BTUs, that can be in air that's 20 below. I mean, technically, there's still a BTU there to be grabbed that could be considered heat, right? Mm-hmm. So to provide heat, a heat pump, it, it works by extracting heat from the air outside of your home, okay, and then transferring it to refrigeration coolant, all right? This coolant, it, it, it's in these lines that, of course, we connect these two components with. It, it gets compressed, so that's why a lot of times you'll hear somebody say, hey, I have that compressor outside. Well, you're absolutely right. That It's called a condenser, but there's a compressor in there that compresses this coolant, and then with that, the temperature of that com- coolant is, is increased significantly for the heat mode, okay? Um, the coolant then kind of moves from the outdoor unit to the indoor unit, and then we transfer air across a coil uh, that blows it throughout the house. 
you know, a lot of it can kind of be confusing, but in the simplest terms, you know, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's an electric way um, to provide heating that isn't necessarily a constant draw that heats elements, like a lot of people are familiar with electric baseboard in their home. Right. Okay. You know, and that's, that's a very popular way to heat a home. It's very, it's costly, okay, but the, the, the concept of that is we're just drawing power from the panel and heating elements, okay? Well, a big difference with efficiencies between this type, air source heat pumps, which is an electric heat source, and electric baseboard, is that we're not only drawing this constant power, we're, we're using refrigeration and the concept of refrigeration to heat. So, right, um, so it sounds it like it's well. basically just leveraging kind of fancy science stuff that, I mean, we definitely could talk about, but I feel like we don't need to, to, we can just call it magic, that it magically moves heat rather than creating heat. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of where my job comes in, quite honestly. Right. You know, it's for me to explain what we can do with this product, okay, for their situation or their their setup in their house. Um, you know, my first question when I walk into a home and, and talk to, because so, I do, fortunately enough, I'm just talking to so many people about this product. My first question is typically, you know, what's your goal? You know, right. um, and what I mean by that is, what? Why am I? Why am I here? What do you want to see out of this unit? Is it air conditioning? Is it AC, air conditioning and heating? Um, you, you know, everybody has a different goal, right? Um, and with that, the knowledge of the products available out there really, really helps build that perfect setup for the homeowner. Okay. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of where, like I said, where my job comes in is, yes, sizing these units appropriately, um, you know, based off of not only their square footage, but what we have as far as the heat load in their house and so on and so forth. But then also, you know, locating these indoor units properly. And, you know, if their goal is truly heating the house in the winter, it's, well, how many units in the home should we be looking at installing? You know, because mm -hmm. one unit might just not do it <clears throat> for you. Right, and so it sounds like you're mostly focusing on those mini splits, which are probably kind of what folks are most familiar with when they see like an air conditioned unit where it just has that one outdoor fan unit and then the one indoor unit that just kind of mounts on a wall. Um, I know you can also get kind of whole home systems where it kind of attaches to your air handler or things like that. Um, do you work with those as well, or mostly with those? Yeah, absolutely. Sports? We've been a we've been a train dealer for over sixteen years now. So, Train is a manufacturer that manufactures furnaces, and then also air conditioners and heat pumps. Okay, and they are specifically for homes with ductwork, right? So, if okay. you have ducting in your home, we can we can provide cooling to anywhere there's a register in your house. Same with same with heating if we're getting into heat pumps. Um, so that technology absolutely is there for, for those customers. Um, the difference is what would be called the rundown temperature, okay, or the, the temperature it can be outside where this still has capacity to heat your house, okay? Uh -huh. So when we, when we install heat pumps in, in a central AC setup or, or homes with ducting, these outdoor units are typically rated down to about 30 degrees Fahrenheit. So we know that when it's 30, 40, 50, 60 degrees out, and you need a little bit of heat in the house, of course, uh, that this heat pump will absolutely provide you heat. And then on top of that, based off of the data and everything that they have out there, it will do it more efficiently than your propane furnace, based, you know, based off of right. propane costs. 
and your your electric baseboard, so on and so forth. Now, yeah, and I was referring to the ductless units earlier just because with that product, um, you know, our rundown temperature really changes. It goes from 30 degrees down to, well, Mitsubishi has a product that's rated down to 13 below. Uh, wow. They, they have a commercial product that's rated down to 40 below, okay, <laughs> um, which is wild, you know. I know, like that's colder than even the coldest temperatures we get here up in super cold northern Minnesota. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, and, and just like that. So when you're, you know, why would you need cooling or heating, you know, at 40 below out of this unit? Uh, well, there, there are still applications that you need this product, you know, and I say that because a typical home, when it's 30 below or 40 below, we have our backup source of heat and uh-huh. no air source heat pump is, is going to be designed to heat and keep somebody comfortable at, at 20, 30, 40 below. Okay. The, the product that is available and rated down to 40 below is for commercial applications. And, and we actually, we just put one in a couple weeks ago in a data room where they actually need air conditioning all year round. It doesn't matter if it's 20 below outside. They actually still need air conditioning in their server room. Right, with all the heat from the computers. Exactly. So, yeah, it's pretty wild. So, yeah, so I want to maybe dig a little further into... I mean, with these mini splits, it seems like one of the big advantages is they can function in these really cold climates we have up here. And so, I mean, often those are called cold climate air source heat pumps. And so you're saying down to like minus 13 with some models. Um, but it sounds like folks still need a backup system. So, yeah, what's kind of the the balancing act of all that as far as if folks are looking to electrify their heating or wanting to have more efficient heating. Um, yeah. And factoring cost, of course, as well, if you do still need to have that backup system. Yeah, no, great question. So, um, you know, I, and that's kind of, we reflect back to, to when I said, you know, my first question when I walk into somebody's house is, is what's our goal, right? Because depending on what you're currently heating your house with, you know, are you even interested or really do you even need a product that's going to heat down to 13 below, 15 below, whatever it might be, or zero degrees, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you, have, if you have gas heating, natural gas heating, boiler system, forced air, whatever it might be, now that's a pretty competitive heat source as far as cost goes, right? So when we get into something that's, that already has that primary source of heat and they're definitely going to be using it, um, a lot of times we'll talk about a model of Mitsubishi that's not rated down to that temperature, okay? Now, with that being said, a lot of my customers don't have that as an option. What their primary heat source is electric baseboard, okay? Right. And, and that's where we really start talking with the homeowners about this cold climate. Uh, like you said, the cold climate models, the uh, hyperheat is what it's called with Mitsubishi uh, specifically. But these units here um, are, are where we're going to try and eliminate our baseboard usage for the longest portion of the winter, okay? Um, and kind of what that boils down to is, <clears throat> is, you know, every year, how much of our temperatures are below 10 below or right. below 5 below? You know, we do see that. We we absolutely we do. See those but if you think of the number of hours or the number of, of days that are actually below that temperature, especially nowadays, exactly. it's maybe a couple of weeks. Exactly. So there was a gentleman, um, he was actually one of my customers, 
uh, this was about four years ago, he did a weather analysis. He, he was way into this stuff, right? And, and it's awesome because I get to meet customers on, on all the spectrums, right? Ones that are, are way into this technology and the other ones that say, Mitch, you know what, truly, I just want something on the wall that's going to keep me comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this gentleman, he did a weather analysis and, and studied the last five years of our temperatures and found that in five years, on average, we had 29 days that were below 5 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's 5 above. 5 above, right. (laughs) Okay. So, and what he was trying to decide was there's two different models that that I typically install for people. And he was trying to decide, hey, was this cold climate model the one for him or was the standard model the one for him? Well, it turned out with the type of heat source that he had, electric strip heat, so on and so forth, um, the cold climate absolutely fit into to, to exactly what it needed. Um, but it was really interesting to, to learn that from him because really, yeah, okay, we have about a month that's below five degrees, you know, and, and even more into that, I mean, we might have two, three weeks of 10 below, 15, 20 below, but it's not the whole winter. Right. You know, and so as so long back as to, you have that backup system for those kind of really cold times, my understanding is the heat pumps continue to work in really cold temperatures, but they sometimes kind of lose their heat output efficiency. Yeah, so kind of, they can't put out as much heat. Yep. And um, so the way I describe that with homeowners is, is in the terms of capacity. Okay, so, you know, we'll use a, a round number, 12,000 BTUs, okay? So these units, and it doesn't necessarily have to be manufacturer-specific, but they're going to be rated down to a certain temperature for, for, for their ability of providing 100% capacity. Well, 100% capacity is 12,000 BTUs, okay? Now, after a certain temperature, okay, they will begin to lose their capacity, and with Mitsubishi specifically, they rate their product down to 13 below. So what that means, you know, in their research and development, they are testing this product in their labs down to 13 below. Doesn't mean that it, you're exactly right. Doesn't mean it won't heat below that temperature necessarily, but our capacity is has lost enough where it's one, it's not going to be efficient, and two, it's going to struggle because at this point it'll be undersized for the space. Right. Okay, but still, like 13 below, depending on the model, because now Mitsubishi has an even, it's their Hyperheat Plus, which is phenomenal, but depending on the model, their 100% capacity mark is at 5 degrees Fahrenheit, and then they have another one that their 100% capacity mark is at negative 5. Um, you know, and from there, they lose capacity down to that rated temperature of 13 below. Okay. Um, so you know the, the 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 decision of how to use the product, when to use the product versus your backup heat. Uh, a lot of that's going to depend on what your backup heat is, but also what the outdoor temperature is. Okay, right. um, and then you know we kind of finalize, we wrap that whole thing up with what's most efficient. You know, it's it's not only capacity and hey, can this unit heat at five below, but is right now the most efficient time for this to heat or should i use my backup heat right if you are just tuning in this is energetic talk with colby boz on ktwh 99.5 fm radio with a lake view today we are talking with mitch minardi about cold climate air source heat pumps so let's get back to the interview so if someone's 
building a new home or doesn't currently have like a working backup system or if they're kind of looking mm -hmm. at it more as a replacement thing. Mm -hmm. um, are there systems that kind of have integrated backups built into it? Absolutely. Or, yeah, how would one approach that when kind of you're not just carrying over your old backup heating system? Right. So new home builds, okay? A lot of times when I'll talk with customers who come in with, it, with some new home construction ideas or they just want to learn what's out there, so on and so forth, um, we're going to have a couple options, okay? If we're looking at air source heat pumps, just like you said, we're going to need a backup, okay? Now, it's going to come down to what type of system we want to put in for our backup. Now, our options are going to be electric baseboard, um, knowing that this product, the Mitsubishi product or the air source heat pump product that we're putting in, is that's going to be our primary source of heat, but we're going to need these baseboards for maybe a month out of the year, three weeks out of the year, okay? Right. That would be an option. Another option to a new uh, uh, customer would be uh, a boiler system, okay? Now, a lot of people like in-floor heat, all right? They just enjoy in-floor radiant heat. It is a very right. nice heat, okay? So uh, some people might say, you know what, Mitch, I want a boiler because that's the kind of heat I want, but I still want air conditioning, Okay, well, that's where we talk about, of course, once again, these air source heat pumps providing their air conditioning concerns. So that check that box, okay? But now it's also, hey, if you don't want to fire that boiler up in the spring or the fall, or, you know, do they just want to put a, a boiler in for that back, once again, that backup source of heat and primarily focus on the heat pumps for, for their heat? Um, that's an option. Or, so that's two, electric baseboard and boiler, and then the third would be, we put in forced air in the home, which is ductwork, okay? Um, now, Mitsubishi has a product. It's an air handler is what they call these units, and it's set up just like a furnace in, some, in most aspects. You're going to have ductwork all throughout the house, so we're able to capture every room with heating, with cooling. Uh, this, this product, the, the Mitsubishi product that, that is the hyperheat, model rated down to these cold cold temperatures can absolutely be installed ready to ready to go for that and then for a backup heat we put in like an electric plenum heater okay and this is just a heater that goes above our air handler and it's it's electric and we have that option for the three four weeks out of the year that we might need it uh, and then mm. that one is the one that will automatically switch over and back and forth in between uh which heating heating mode to use that seems like a pretty slick system if you're planning on doing ductwork anyways yeah exactly so if you're planning on doing ductwork anyway it's a it's a great option i do up in my 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 area here i do see a lot of popularity with the combination of a boiler and uh ductless units so i wonder if you could tell us a little bit about kind of what the experience of living with air source heat pumps as heat is it like how is it the same as what we might be used to with furnaces or baseboard and how is it different a lot of aspects of of how it's going to heat the space are going to be the same compared to a forced air furnace if if we ask or set our temperature uh, on our thermostat to 70 degrees it's going to heat that space to 70 degrees we're going to see a lot of similarities between what this unit does and forced air furnace okay now with that being said a heat pump is going to heat is, is typically going to heat a space at a lower air temperature than what a furnace might heat at okay and that can be noticeable 
at very cold temperatures. Uh, but it really, it, it's not noticeable for the majority of the winter. The concept of these air source heat pumps, these ductless units, or, or how we might want to use them is to let them maintain a temperature in the room. Okay. Now, the biggest difference between a furnace and what these units can do is they are capable of so many different levels of BTUs. Okay. Now, your furnace in your home might be a 60,000 BTU furnace, and maybe it's even a two-stage furnace, okay, which have been very, very popular over the years. Well, a two-stage furnace has two different levels of BTUs. Okay. A inverter-driven compressor on a ductless air source heat pump has on a 12,000 BTU unit, it, it, it can range from like, don't quote me, it's like 1,500 BTUs up to 12,000 BTUs. You know, there's this huge, huge range of, wow. of capacity, okay? So what I mean by that and, and how that kind of reflects into all this is when we're just maintaining a temperature in the room, we really don't need a lot of BTUs unless there's a lot of heat loss, meaning unless it's very cold outside, we're not losing a lot of heat in this room. So just to maintain 70 or 75 degrees, whatever it may be, it's not going to really take a lot of BTUs. So that unit will just be running, doing its job, circulating air, throwing out some heat when it when it reads a cooler temperature, and 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 just maintaining the temp in the space. Now a furnace, okay, it's on or off, and like I said, a two-stage furnace has two different levels of heat, but it's still it's on or it's off. Okay, right. so we allow the temperature in the space to raise a degree or two degrees, and then the furnace comes on, and it heats the space or cools, of course, if we're air conditioning, cools the space a couple degrees, and then it shuts itself down. And it goes through this this cycle of on and off throughout the day to maintain a temperature. Uh, well, it does that at one or two different levels um, of BTUs, whereas the air source heat pump, I mean, it just has that an It seems like the better technology, being able to kind of actively, constantly be adjusting to keep that temperature right yeah. where you want it. I think real briefly, I'd love to have you touch on some of the kind of trade-offs and advantages or disadvantages of these air source heat pumps that we've been talking about today and ground source heat pumps or geothermal, as people might be familiar with it, which in this rural area that we often are up in the Northeast, we have more access to space to potentially do a geothermal. And so, yeah, when might we want to consider a system like that? over an air source heat pump? Sure. Um, geothermal, you know, there's really a lot to be, a lot to be learned on, on the geothermal aspect and, and, its, and its effectiveness and then also its capabilities, right? They are extremely popular, extremely popular in, in, in many, many markets around the U.S. Um, we do see some geothermal units up here. We don't service them. We don't install them or anything like that. And unfortunately... Um, there really aren't many contractors who do. Um, I mean, I could name one who does geo up in this area. Um, the 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 downside, I guess, the one of the reasons it's not as popular up here is the upfront cost. Okay, mm-hmm. um, it does. It it is an it is a very expensive up upfront cost. But the data is there saying it it's going to work out in the end, and and of course be be extremely efficient and inexpensive to operate um that that's there and that's proven and it, and it really is it, it is a great way to heat or cool the house 
Um, the downside is is the training, is the manufacturers, uh, is in the equipment. Um, you know, we've just uh, unfortunately we've just seen some 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 downsides to that. Um, but I think once again, a lot of that just has to do with there's just not a lot of contractors or guys up in this market that are installing these units. Um, air source heat pumps are more popular in this market because of the fact that there's there's that many more people who can install them, and the upfront right. cost is substantially less than geo, and uh, they're still they're still extremely efficient to operate. So um, they've really they've really you know they've made a huge impact. Air source heat pumps have uh, in this market, but it's only growing. Um, and I just say that just just because of the success they've had over the last forty years, you know, it's it's done nothing but continue to grow and grow with this type of product. Yeah, and it seems like since people are more familiar with heat pumps for air conditioning, then kind of the infrastructure and the contractors and the expertise is there, and just kind of adding the functionality of being able to heat with it as well. Correct. So I think I've read that kind of an average efficiency, I don't know with your specific models, but for air source heat pumps can be up in the 200 to 300% efficiency as far as how much energy you put in versus heat you get out. And sure. for like ground source can be five to 600% efficiency. But again, yeah. with that big upfront cost. Yeah, and, and what that can kind of relate to is something called a COP, a coefficient of production. Um, yeah. that's how that 300% number is, is generated. It's based off of these, what's called these COPs. Um, and right now, depending, and it all is depending on outdoor temperature, but there's Mitsubishi products that are, that have a COP rating of 4.2 or 4.4, oh, wow. you know, that, so that, that's almost 420, 440% efficient. Okay. Wow. That's, that's all. Yeah, that's all being compared to, the easiest way to compare that is to electric baseboard. Electric baseboard COP is 1.0. Okay, um, electric baseboard heat is 100% efficient because there's no, there's no exhaust, there's no waste, right? So, so it's 100% efficient and the COP is 1.0. Well, with these Mitsu products and, and, and the air source heat pumps products out there, these COP, COPs, um, can rise from 1.5 to 2.0 to 3.5 to 4.0, depending on the outdoor temperature. Wow. And I think most kind of fuel-based, so kind of gas, propane furnaces are up in the 80s to 90% CO or efficiency, so 0.9 um, COP um, because of that wasted vents. Well, thank you so much for your time and insight today i appreciate it thank you very much for your time that was mitch minardi talking with us about cold climate air source heat pumps tune in again next week on thursday at 7 p.m when we'll we will be continuing to explore energy efficient building next month's theme will be all about a campaign to reduce the energy burden of all minnesotans below five percent if you have any questions you would like answered on the show please email them to colby at cleanenergyresourceteams.org Thank you for joining us in Energetic Talk. Special thanks goes to Carlisle Evans Peck for the theme song and our featured artist, Pig's Eye Landing. I hope you enjoyed listening to KTWH 99.5 FM and we'll tune back in next Thursday at 7 p.m. or Sunday at 1.30 on the air 
or online at ktwh.org. This is Colby Abaz signing off.